Welcome to the latest episode of our COVID-19 Business in Focus podcast, where we explore the business impacts of coronavirus. I'm Rowena Morris, a director at PwC, and I'm your host for this series. Over the past few months, the coronavirus pandemic has transformed the way we live and work. The social distancing measures put in place by governments all over the world have caused an increase in demand for technologies that facilitate remote working. And this includes virtual reality and augmented reality, both of which offer smart ways to upskill and collaborate without the need for face-to-face interaction. In this episode, we'll discuss how VR and AR can solve important problems during the current crisis, as most of the working population adjust to social distancing. And we'll discuss the important role these technologies have to play in helping wider society navigate the COVID-19 crisis. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Jeremy Dalton, our head of VR and AR here at PwC, as well as a special guest, David Ristagno, the co-founder and CEO of Uptail. Uptail provides an immersive learning platform designed for businesses to create, share, and track training modules in 360 and virtual reality. Hi, Rowena. Hi there. Thanks for having me today. Hi there both, and thanks for joining our virtual studio. So Jeremy, to kick things off, can you explain the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality? So virtual reality is a technology that helps you feel like you're in a completely different environment. Whereas augmented reality is more about information. It's where you're still in the real world, but you're being presented with an overlay of digital data, objects, and or media. Okay, thanks, Jeremy. So over the past few months, many organizations have experienced some challenges as they adapt to remote or socially distanced working practices. So where do you see VR and AR helping to address some of those? So I think there are a number of challenges associated with remote working. We've we've got a situation where we're trying to engage employees. uh, We're trying to remain connected uh, with the leaders in our company, uh, with our own co-workers. We're aiming to receive effective training and and even trying to socialize with one another uh, in in the form of uh, a connection there. Now, these are issues, especially um, for key workers, workers such as healthcare workers, workers in logistics companies, supermarkets. How do they contend with with the current challenges of, of the marketplace in our times? Virtual reality and augmented reality are very useful technologies in that sense that can provide us with an, a completely immersive environment, in the case of virtual reality, a distractionless environment, and make us feel like we are actually there with other people, sharing a space together and working to solve important problems. And more importantly, I'd also say uh, in a way that we that is natural. So if you were to look at current interfaces and how we interact with uh, with the digital world, we tend to use a keyboard and mouse. But when we're out there in the physical world, you know, we don't. We use our hands. We, we write on boards. And those sorts of actions can be replicated to a large extent in these virtual environments. That's a really helpful summary. Thanks, Jeremy. And of course, many of us have been working remotely recently, which means we're having to find new ways to collaborate, as you say. So, David, how can VR and AR help us to continue to work together effectively? So, yeah, those technologies can help people from home and from the field. So at home, changes uh, happen in the way we work and interact. So we have seen companies investing in uh, VR headsets to enable VR meetings. Uh, There are more and more platforms to do that uh, in a very fluent way. 
uh, more and more social events uh, happened with uh, sometimes even thousands of people meeting in virtual reality or from the PC. Um, so in fact, virtual reality teleportation has, is kind of becoming a real practical solution for today and not uh, just a futuristic idea. On the field, it's more about adapting fast to radical changes. So how can you really train people to, uh, to adapt to uh, new realities and new, new urgencies and new situations? VR training is an efficient way to, to adapt quickly, um, to bring workers in new situations, to acquire new skills, new behaviors, new know-how, with very high degree of parallelism and without uh, physical constraints and risks. Yeah, it's a good point, David, actually. On, on the idea of teleportation, um, we've undertaken an exercise ourselves where we've, we've analysed a lot of the collaboration and meeting applications in virtual reality and, and even beyond VR as well to understand what are the, what are the benefits of these applications, um, how do they compare to each other, and which ones are effective for which type of, of, of meeting or working. Because you've got one-to-one -one meetings, you've got workshops which are a bit more involved, might need uh, whiteboarding, splitting up into groups, um, and therefore you have stronger collaborative requirements. Then there are events which really scale up in number. So we're talking about, as you mentioned, the hundreds and even thousands of people you're trying to present information to and maybe also gain feedback from during the course of the meeting. Now, since, we're, since this current situation, we've had to think about how to adapt to that. And there are many solutions out there. Some are more suited to, uh, to conferencing type applications. Some are more suited to uh, involved uh, collaboration environments and workshop. But regardless, what we found is that for these workshop type scenarios where we're using virtual reality, it's incredibly powerful to be able to go into an environment that is completely distractionless, uh, that you can make eye contact with each other, where you can split off into groups. And if I go to one end of the room and you go to the other end of the room, we're not talking over each other as we would do in a, in a video conferencing call because the application actually understands and replicates the, the audio or the sound as it would do in the real world. So I think there are, a lo there are lots of really exciting applications out there and there are many of them out there right now that can help companies and further support them in these collaboration um, missions. I love the sound of those workshops Jeremy and being able to walk into the room and have your different conversations as if it was like real life it sounds really cool and um, you mentioned learning and development earlier how effective are these technologies in supporting rapid upskilling? We're on the verge of releasing a study, actually, which uh, should be released in, in the first or second week of June 2020. And this, is, this tackles exactly that point. It answers the question, how effective is virtual reality training compared to regular classroom training face-to-face, -face, as well as e-learning? And what we found is that people who are trained in virtual reality are actually 340% more confident in employing what they learned. And they take 53% less time than those who are trained in the classroom and 33% less time than those who are using e-learning packages to master new skills. And the, there are many other details to that, uh, to that report. And I won't, I won't list them off now, 
but um, hopefully you can see it when it releases in, in June this year. Um, I'll also say that uh, in addition to virtual reality, of course, augmented reality plays a pivotal role in supporting businesses uh, through the crisis and even beyond as well. You think about the number of sectors that need to quickly pivot their workforce to work on new tasks. There are a lot of factories where the, uh, the processes and the outputs are being completely changed um, and they're being pushed to support the, the cause, the current COVID-19 crisis in developing more PPE and other equipment that will support the crisis. And when you're trying to upskill people so quickly and completely new processes, you need a way to do that effectively, but also scalably. And augmented reality can help in that sense by actually seeing what you are seeing. So looking through your view, so to speak, and providing a digital overlay on that real world, telling you what button you next need to press, what lever you next need to pull in terms of what could be a very complicated process. And David, I know this is your speciality area and you've had a lot of success here. Yes, so uh, on our side, uh, it's also uh, all about scale and how can you really uh, push new uh, skills, new behaviors to people uh, uh, in large organizations. So um, all customers, uh, mainly large organizations, multinational, um, need, uh, have used the uptel to digitize their response to, um, uh, to COVID, for instance, and uh, in the form of virtual reality experiences. So they could uh, digitize in factory how to um, scale new protective rules from a, a sample factory and then duplicate that to all other factories. We have seen that also in retail, the, how to, to, to face uh, customers who are wearing masks and how to, to, to behave uh, uh, with those kind of customers. Or even um, other in, also in retail, how do you uh, reallocate your resources uh, when you are doing mostly in-store selling to online selling. So uh, this is all about uh, reacting fast and sharing the new best practices with the help uh, of this technology. So there's clearly lots of benefits to training staff remotely through these technologies and really looking forward, Jeremy, to seeing more in the report that you mentioned that's um, about to be published. So David, at Uptail, who have you been supporting with VR and AR training and development programmes and what's been the feedback so far? So. Our uh, customers are using our um, solution to uh, uh, create by themselves those experiences. So they are pretty autonomous, um, and they use all the they use all the tools we provide to them to uh, uh, capture their field uh, and build uh, tr interactive trainings. Um, so as a provider, we have tried to bring some ideas, uh, good practices, remote trainings, guidance. Uh, for, so each company can uh, at its speed uh, react and um, in its own way to, uh, to its own situation. Those companies have actually seen that uh, digitizing the, the new behaviors was not just a, a nice to have thing, but a must have thing. So now this pandemic has obviously created huge problems for society at large. Do you think, David, that these technologies have a role to play in supporting society's wider response to COVID-19? We have seen some uh, some big trends, actually, that, that could be generalised to a lot of companies. So one is uh, opening the, the constraint locations um, to keep business continuity. So some customers have decided to 
build digital twins uh, of their facilities in order to bring the constraint locations to the deciders, to the managers. Another trend is reallocating the resources and upskilling um, at, at the right agility, with the right, the right speed. Um, and the uh, last one is, is coming, is about relocate, relocating um, the essential know-how and production to build resilience. A lot of uh, companies have been stuck because their production was far away uh, or their skills were far away. Um, so they see VR as a way to um, spread their know-how uh, more homogeneously and to bring back some remote know-how in-house to, um, to, to better respond to, to the next disruptions. Yeah, I think that covers it really well. And I'd only summarize by saying that these technologies have enabled us to create more effective learning, meetings, and, and ways of working where we would otherwise be uh, where we're currently stuck at home and remote working. Um, and even from a mental health perspective, and we shouldn't discount this, it also offers us a way to continue to, to socialize and connect with each other and, and, and feel that connection in a way that is more powerful than simply seeing pictures of each other up on a screen. I think that mental health point, Jeremy, is really interesting. And you've outlined some really exciting benefits, especially how these technologies can help businesses navigate the immediate impacts of the pandemic. But what do you think the long-term benefits, David, maybe if I go to you first, will be for organisations that adopt these technologies now? Those technologies overall reply to a bigger problem. We live in a very fast-changing world and people need to adapt faster and faster to, to changes. They need to, to get ready for all the, the future disruptions. May they be diseases or technology or climate change or war or whatever. VR and AR are technologies that brings intelligence to the real physical world by augmenting it or digitizing uh, it with high fidelity. So those are great tools to empower people to, uh, to respond to global issues uh, with the mandatory agility. I think organizations can expect to see benefits along the lines that they've been used to whenever they choose to invest in a new technology process uh, program whatever it is they're usually expecting either to reduce costs to save time to create new revenue streams more efficient operations and those are exactly the sort of benefits that we can expect from virtual reality and augmented reality both now and in the future post-COVID-19. Okay, so you've convinced me. What are your top tips for organisations looking to invest in AR or VR technologies to help them navigate through this difficult period? Maybe, Jeremy, if I kick off with you. Sure. I think the first thing is to focus on solving business problems. Virtual reality and augmented reality are very exciting technologies. It's easy to get caught up in the hype and just go ahead and invest in something just because it's popular, fashionable, you've heard about it in the news. And don't get me wrong, there are a lot of benefits, that, that uh, business benefits that virtual reality can provide. And I've spoken about a few of them uh, just now. But it's very important that we keep those in mind when we're thinking about investing in a VRAR solution. Throughout your building of such a solution and strategizing around it, always go back to what business benefit am I expecting to get from this investment in the technology, and you can't go far wrong with that. Secondly, think about more than just the software. The software is a very obvious one, and it is, it is the, 
the aspect of a VR implementation program that most people think of simply because it's the most front-facing thing. Obviously, we need VRAR software if we're going to implement a VRAR solution. But before that, there is understanding the technology, there is designing the solution. Uh, and after the development of, of, of the software itself, there is deploying it, there is analyzing it. And those aspects are as important, if not more important, than simply developing the software. So bear those in mind throughout the program. And then finally, I would say, start small, prove out the case, measure it, and iterate from there. And what I mean by that is you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on virtual reality or augmented reality solutions. You can start with a scope down version with a small local population. And once you actually have shown the benefit within that small population, you are in a fantastic position to then say, what is the best way forward? If we've gained from that, let's make a further investment. If it's proven not to be as effective as we thought, why has that been? Let's analyze that and then let's work out if we do a version two of this VRAR solution, or even if we find that a VRAR solution is not suitable for this particular problem. And that's okay as well. Yeah, so on my side, uh, tip number one, consider VR and AR technologies as ready for today. Because those technologies are here to stay. The devices are ready, the use cases are ready, the workers are ready. So it's not too early to, to start augmenting the workforce uh, with uh, superpowers. The second one is close to um, what Jeremy ex was expressing. is Experiment, measure, and scale your wins. So there are many VR and AR use cases um, that have proven their efficiency today, if you look online. And, uh, and yet many to discover. So try one of them, experiment with a team, define goals, measures, and assess the local impact. Then VR and AR are perfect to scale because it's digital. So scale your win and measure your global impact and repeat. And the third tip is get ready for, uh, for the next disruptions because they are coming for sure. So build the muscles to adapt to change and to react at the speed of the fast changing world. Thanks so much, Jeremy and David, for sharing those insights. And of course, thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like more practical advice, visit our website at pwc.co.uk forward slash COVID-19. This is where you can find all of our latest insights, including our strategy and where next series, an industry by industry look at where we are today, what we're learning and how to respond to new challenges and opportunities. Please subscribe to keep up to date with all of our latest episodes. And until next time, stay safe.